Hi, and welcome to another episode of Geeking Cannabis. This week, we are going to go over all of the medical benefits of cannabis. So just a little disclaimer for everyone, although I am a student at the Cleveland School of Cannabis and I research my own information, I still highly recommend looking up your own information. I do my best to report factual information, but that does not mean everything I say is accurate. And I don't recommend anything illegal, and I don't recommend buying cannabis off of the black market at any age. I recommend waiting until you are legally able to consume cannabis, but remember, it is still federally illegal. So, cannabis as a medicine. I mean, as we talked about last week in our ancient history class and I didn't really go into it, but in America, they actually used cannabis as medicine. Like, it was in bottles, it was in pharmaceuticals that they sold, and believe it or not, I believe it's J.C. Penney that actually sold suckers with cannabis in it to children and grandmas and middle-aged wives, everyone. Everyone consumed cannabis, but they didn't realize it. And as we saw, it really was a race war that took off and was the reason why cannabis became illegal. And so we really missed out on a lot of research throughout the years and really just like what makes cannabis a medicine. We'd lost that. And it's actually really tragic. So for those of you who don't know, I have my medical card and I actually got it for PTSD, depression and anxiety. And I think I kind of talked about it last time, but the terpenes that I use for myself is going to be a lemonine that helps with anxiety and depression and also a linalool. But you have to be careful with linalool because it is a sedative, but it does help with anxiety. And also beta caryophylline helps with anxiety as well. And since I do have ADD as well, I like to mix some pinene in there. So that's just me. I mean... Honestly, there is a way bigger range of uses for cannabis that um, aren't usually gone over, you know, so let's discuss it. So although cannabis is a medicine, I do want to let everyone know first about the adverse effects just because if you take too much THC or too much CBD, it can actually not help you. And really what they recommend right now is you start with a 2.5 milligram dose and So when you get your package from the dispensary, it might say 100 milligrams on it and you have 10 products in there. So that's going to mean that each of those gummies that you're going to be eating is going to be 10 milligrams. And for someone who's starting for the first time, that's going to be a lot. That's going to be a lot. And I definitely would recommend cutting it in half, maybe in half again. So you'll go from 10 milligrams to 5 milligrams to 2.5 milligrams. And 2.5 milligrams is actually where they recommend starting just to make sure that you don't have any adverse effects, that you just kind of let it go on slow and low. That's really the way to do it because once you are starting to get like THC, for example, there the adverse effects is it can induce panic and anxiety. So for those of you who smoke too much and then you're like, oh my God, why am I so anxious? Like cannabis is supposed cannabis is supposed to help with that. Well, yeah, cannabis does help with anxiety and it does help with not having panic attacks. But if you smoke too much, then it will give you a panic attack. So you really got to be careful with it. And that's why I say 2.5 milligrams and It's easier to dose out in a tincture or in an edible, but when you're smoking, it's kind of like you just pack your one hitter just for you and you just do a couple puffs 
wait 15 minutes. It takes 15 to 30 minutes for your cannabis to hit when you're smoking it. That's the onset effect. And there's different onset effects for each of the different methods that you do. So flour is going to be different than edibles because edibles um, break down in your body differently than flour does. Flour just goes right into your lungs, whereas uh, edibles actually metabolize through your liver. So the THC adverse effects, it can induce panic and anxiety. So be careful about that. Lethargy, which is just really tired, just like kind of like, have you heard of indica in the couch? Well, like I talked about on the first episode, it really matters about your terpenes and not if it's an indica or sativa. But say you smoke linalool, that is a sedative. It will make you tired. I mean, you want to smoke a linalool for your insomnia, but if you smoke too much and you're not needing that, like linalool helps with anxiety, right? So I'll take trace amounts of that. And if I smoke too much of it, then I'll get tired, whereas I need to be doing something for the day and I want to be productive and not have anxiety. And so one of the things that I've heard a lot of people talk about is a rapid heart rate with THC adverse effects. And this one really scares people. And I just want to let you know that THC does raise your blood. I mean, like your heart pumping, it does make it increase. And so that's just something to think about. And you literally can feel it. If you smoke too much, you can feel everything in your body just going so fast. And it might freak you out. But honestly, the best thing to do is just breathe through it. And if you didn't know, if you smoke too much THC, CBD can actually help. But we'll go over the CBD adverse effects too because you don't want to take too much CBD to calm you down. You just need a little bit. And so it also can sudden decrease in blood pressure. So your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes up, and you just feel like you're dying. You're not, I promise you. Cannabis has never killed anybody. You might get a little bit of dizziness, so you need to sit down and it's hard to get up. And every time you get up, it's like a head rush and your head is just like you feel like you're going to pass out. And you might get a dry mouth, but don't worry. You honestly just need more water because cannabis actually dehydrates you just a little bit. And so you want to make sure that you're drinking a lot of water. And honestly, drink a lot of water in your day-to-day life anyway because water is really good for you. It not only helps your body uh, function better because, I mean, you're 80% water, that makes sense, but it also um, helps if you can't poop. It helps, um, you can notice a difference with how much water you're drinking based off of um, the color of your pee. If you didn't know that, the darker your pee is, the less water you have in you, so you need to drink more water. But dizziness and dry mouth and red irritated eyes and coughing can all be saved with cannabis with water and you might just need to drink a lot of water but don't overwhelm yourself because if you drink too much water at once you'll actually get a stomach ache if you didn't know that and actually to make your tolerance go down some people say like oh I need to wait months and months and months but truly you only need to wait four to 28 days to not smoke cannabis and your tolerance is going to reset so it's going to be like smoking for the first time again and I 10 out of 10 recommend it. So for the CBD adverse effects, remember how I was saying that you can take uh, too much THC, but then to counteract it, you take CBD. Well, the CBD also has adverse effects. And so they're rare, but on special circumstances, it may reduce blood sugar. And at large doses, it may interfere with medication such as blood thinners. So you want to be careful about that. 
And also, I would um, talk to your doctor about taking THC and CBD just to make sure that it doesn't counteract with any of your medications because some medications don't mix well with cannabis. So that's something to look out for. But also, just be careful because doctors don't always want to talk about cannabis. The CBD can inhibit the liver enzyme uh, P450 used to metabolize some prescription pharmaceuticals or prodrugs. So although they do help, you still have to watch for the adverse effects. So now let's go into what they actually help with. So the wonderful plant or the wonderful genes that holds THC, it helps with inflammation. So it reduces inflammation and it's an analgesic. So it reduces pain. It's a neuroprotectant, which it reduces nervous system damage. It reduces intraocular, which is eye pressure, spacity, uh, muscle spasms, and muscle tension. It's a bronchodilation. It helps reduce airway spasms in the lungs and it's an appetite stimulant. And it also reduces nausea and vomiting. It's a mood modification and a sedative, so it helps promote sleep. So that's for all THC. And CBD actually helps with, lessens the psychoactive effect of THC. So like I was saying earlier, you smoke too much THC, you need to not be as high. So you just take about, you want to start with uh, 0.25 milligrams or 0.25 milligrams. Um, I have a tincture that I just um, fill up. Once it hits 0.25, then I just squirt it in my mouth. If I still feel too high, then I'll take another one just to make sure that, like I said earlier, you want to go slow and low. And so CBD also is an anti-inflammatory. It's also an analgesic. It is an antioxidant, which reduces cell damage. So if you have Alzheimer's, it actually helps to um, make sure that you're your neurons in your brain are not degrading as much. It actually helps reduce that. It's an anticonvulsant, which it reduces seizure activity. So there was a strain called Charlotte's Web that was used in California a long time ago for this little girl, which rest her soul, she passed with COVID. She was using CBD and they didn't know how to legalize it for her because she was still a child and so she actually had a strain named after her charlotte's web it's a very interesting thing i i love that children are able to get their medical card if you didn't know that if you are under 18 you can get your medical card but you have to have a parent guidance and i honestly think that cannabis should be used instead of the prescription drugs that they're giving to children with say anxiety and depression because that is a huge epidemic in high school and middle school especially because I mean you're just turning of age you're like understanding what sex is when you're in middle school and you're like oh my god what is this and then you're worried because of all of the society pressures or whatever and so you just have a lot of anxiety going to school every day. And I mean, people taking medication. Yes, there is something in the brain that sometimes you do need that chemical fix. But also there's just people who just have a lot of anxiety and they don't need the medication that the doctors are prescribing. They just need some cannabis. Um, but CBD also helps with reducing anxiety and it's an antispasmodic, so it reduces muscle spasms and also an anti-tumor, so it reduces your tumor cell growth. So CBD is really good for cancer. 
and it improves metabolic dysfunction. So it regulates your insulin. So people with diabetes, this is for you. So what exactly does cannabis help with? Well, a lot of things, like a lot. It helps with acne, adolescence, the Alzheimer's disease, like I was talking about earlier, because it stops your brain from degrading even more. It helps with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. It helps with the anxiety disorder, arthritis, asthma. If you didn't know, if you smoke cannabis, and just so you know, there is different ways to consume cannabis. And combusting, I don't necessarily recommend just because when you are um, turning a lighter on, all those pathogens that come from the lighter, the butane, you are actually breathing that in. And that's not good for you. And you can actually get popcorn lung. It's more likely for you to get hurt from smoking cannabis with a lighter than it is for you to smoke cannabis in, say, a vaporizer, which actually I have a, va a vaporizer with me today. Luckily, I got the packs and there are different vaporizers that you can get. There's different ways to consume. I personally like the packs just because, and I, this isn't advertising, they're not paying me to do this, but the packs I really like. I got the packs three just because you can smoke flour and wax and it actually comes with an app that you can control on your phone. Now, unfortunately, with Apple users, you cannot use the app for the packs just because they made it... Um, quote-unquote illegal on the app store just because they think it's a vape product and they are not supporting vape products but unfortunately little do they know that the Pax is not a tobacco product and I firmly believe that when cannabis becomes descheduled in America that they should let the Pax come back on I mean it's not fair that the Samsung users get to use this app, but not PAX users. And so anyway, you want to use a vaporizer if you're going to smoke flour, just because it's the safest way. And so if you have asthma, you can still smoke cannabis and actually it will improve your airway, believe it or not. And so cannabis also helps with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which is ADHD or ADD. And I'm just going to take a moment just to pause here. And if you want to smoke with me, go ahead. I'm going to medicate just to calm myself down a little bit, just to get through the rest of this. And so what we're smoking right now on my end is a mimosa. And although it doesn't have the terpenes on this, it does have the effects. And so it has a physical effect, a relaxed, a balanced, a calm, and a focused. So I'm going to guess there's a pinene in here. I'm going to guess that there's a lemonine in here, maybe a little, a little bit of linalool. But I'm going to take a first hit and let you know how it tastes. There's definitely a little bit of linalool, a def a, I got it right, there's just linalool, there's pinene, and there's a little bit of limonene in here. It's um, got that little bit of lavender in there, um, it's definitely got that woodsy flavor, and definitely has that um, hint of lemon and citrus. And I'm going to go ahead and smell it and describe it to you as well. It kind of smells like a tree bark. And like when a lemon is really, really too ripe, 
where you're like, maybe I shouldn't use this lemon, but your mom tells you it's okay to use that lemon. So then you use it anyway. It's got that kind of a smell to it. And after the taking the first hit of this, actually, I feel very calm. Um, my brain feels like it's really like, like I just took a drink of coffee, actually. And you might hear me clicking my tongue right there. The best way to get um, the flavor of your cannabis when you're exhaling is you want to click the tongue, click your tongue to the top of your mouth. So kind of like that. And you'll be able to taste the cannabis as you're breathing it in and as you're breathing it out. And it's kind of like when you are drinking wine, you want to slurp it. So then you can really get all the flavor profiles. It's the same thing with smoking cannabis, but a little bit differently. You're just clicking your tongue. And so I personally like the packs just because it gives a really nice clean hit. I mean, you didn't hear me cough at all. There was no struggle with that hit. You can actually um, set the settings on here to whatever flavor or how much flavor you want to get, how high of a hit you want, um, just based off of the temperature. So it's really a beauty. Okay, let's continue. So a lot of these disorders, unfortunately, they are not on the medical records of what you can get your cannabis card for. And it's pretty upsetting just because you can have autism, right? But that's not one of the things that is really on the list. And for every state, it is differently based off of what you can get your medical card for. And it's kind of upsetting because you have the right um, need for your medical card, right? But maybe it's not on the list. So ADHD, people with ADHD definitely can use cannabis to focus. And I've seen it before. And all I'm saying is we don't have ADHD on the list of medicines. And ADHD, they take methamphetamine. And I don't know about you, but I would rather take cannabis. And again, some people, they actually need um, the pill just because of whatever isn't in, in their brain if they don't have the right chemicals and stuff like that. But you do want to make sure that you're talking to your doctor just to determine what's best for you based off of your body. So you always want to remember that. And everyone is different. So I could recommend a strain for anxiety, right? So this mimosa, I would definitely recommend for anxiety. Like you want to go out in public, but you're freaking out. And so you just need something that's going to calm you down and really help you make you feel better. Just smoke like one or two hits of mimosa you'll be feeling great and you'll be able to go and the thing is like you can smoke and you can still do activities and then you can smoke too much and you get too high and you're just kind of baked and it really is just what you're using cannabis for because there is different ways to use it I mean some people use it to chill out that's why there's adult use because pe the people who are 21 and older I mean they use alcohol right to chill out or to have a good time I mean people do that with cannabis too I from the other side and see it more as a medicine I mean obviously I have my medical card and I am going to the Cleveland School of Cannabis so I'm learning how to um, give people right recommendations based off of what really is a medicine for them and so just to get through the rest of this list really quick it helps with bipolar disorder which is also you have to be careful with that just because of um, psychoactive disorders 
like uh, schizophrenic and bipolar, you have to be careful with taking cannabis because it can very, very quickly have the adverse effect on you. And so that's definitely something that you have to de- you have to decide for yourself if cannabis is something that adds to your life or takes away. And it helps with appetite loss and increasing your appetite. It helps with cancer. It helps with cannabinoid hyperemesis system. It helps with the chronic fatigue system, depression, diabetes, drug addiction. It actually is helping with the opioid pandemic if you didn't know that because, I mean, like we talked about earlier, cannabis helps with pain, so it makes sense. It helps with uh, fibromyalgia and gastrointestinal disorders. So if you have a belly ache or your stomach's hurting a lot, or maybe you're just bloated, I mean, you can rub some salve on yourself, you can just smoke a little bit and it'll make your cramps go away. Trust me, it really does work. I am a lactose intolerant person and oh my god, if it wasn't for cannabis, sometimes I cannot eat dairy. I really can't and it's gotten the worse the older I've gotten helps with gerontology and glaucoma, hepatitis C, HIV and AIDS, AIDS, Huntington's disease, insomnia, menopause, migraine and headache, multiple sclerosis, nausea and vomiting, neuropathy, osteoporosis, pain, palvitite care, Parkinson's disease, pediatrics, post-traumatic stress disorder, pregnancy and lactation but there is a lot of controversy on whether cannabis helps with um, pregnancy or not and it really is up to the mother's discretion whether she'd like to take THC or not and it may actually hurt your baby Um, but there are not enough studies done on pregnant women just because I mean cannabis was is still scheduled as a schedule one drug so research can't be done on it And so with people thinking that it's a bad thing, it's really hard to say, yeah, I'll let my baby at the risk of its development, I'll try THC during its pregnancy just to see what happens. Not a lot of people want to do that. It's a preventive medicine. It helps with problem cannabis use and dependence, which just so you know, you can get addicted to cannabis, but only psychologically. And here's why I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea or why it's not necessarily a bad thing is because I use cannabis daily for my anxiety, for my depression, for just helping me focus on my schoolwork. And it really does help. And that's why I'd recommend it for you. And that's why I'd say that it's really not a problem. I mean, if you're using it as a medicine and you're not just using it to get high all the time, I mean... To be honest with you, you are cannabis doesn't make you lazy. If you are a lazy person, you're going to be lazy regardless of if you smoke or not. Cannabis does not make you lazy. It'll make you relax. Like I've cleaned a whole house before smoking cannabis. Like it really just puts you in the right state of mind. I mean, a revolution said it best. Lemonine. It puts me in the right state of mind. So it also helps with restless leg syndrome schizophrenia and psychosis which again like i said earlier uh, these ones including bipolar is to be debated just because it can very very quickly have an adverse effect and so it's up to individual people and it's also up to the doctor's discretion 
it helps with seizure 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 <laughs> seizure disorders and sexual dysfunction and i mean like i said from the first episode is that cannabis does help with sexual dysfunction they way back in the day tried to actually suppress someone's sexual needs with cannabis and it did the adverse effect so haha on them it helps with skin conditions social anxiety disorder it's a sports medicine, so you can use it to help lose weight. You can help it to increase your weight, to boost your metabolism. It's actually very interesting. It helps with stress. So finals coming up, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are in school, make sure you grab some cannabis and you want to get some that's going to help you with your stress and help you focus through these finals. And so you're going to want a pinene and also a lemonine. Lemonine is going to help you with your anxiety, the stress help you just relax and the pinene is going to help you focus it also helps with Tourette's syndrome syndrome and women's health and we actually unfortunately just in history itself do not have enough information gathered on women and women's health it's actually pretty sad the health community really needs to up their game we just need to because they used to think that men and women were basically the same Men and women are not the same at all, not to mention that even in our own groups of male and female, there are so many different variations and it's insane that we haven't looked into it yet and we've just thought that there's a man and a woman and men are more important to have scientific tests on. But anyway, so cannabis as a medicine, it can do so many different things. I mean, just from that long list, I mean, you can do endless amounts. And just to quote a book, if you guys are really interested and you want to make your own recommendations to friends and family, I would recommend The Cannabis Pharmacy. You can read about the history. You can read about the medicine of cannabis. You can read about different strains in there. It's Cannabis Pharmacy by Michael Bax and Jack McHugh, MD, Medical Editor. It's the Practical Guide to Medical Marijuana. It's revised and updated. That's what I've been reading in my cannabis classes, and I definitely recommend it. It's really a handy book whenever I don't know anything because I'm still learning. I'll look into this book and I'll say, okay, someone wants um, something that's, what's Blue Dream going to do? What does that help with? So you click on Blue Dream, it has it in there, and it tells you all about Blue Dream. And... It also tells you about the different dosage sizes and what exactly you should be using based off of what you want help with. So, for example, if you go over to Parkinson's disease, it'll say that it recommends inhalation for most patients just because it has a really fast onset. And it also recommends like what kind of THC, what kind of CBD, and it says uh, for pain and neuropathy, take 2.5 to 7.5 milligrams THC orally or inhaled. And orally, there's a couple different things you can do. You can take it as a liquid, you can take it as an edible, or you can take it as a sublingual. And sublingual is going to have the fastest onset just like uh, smoking does. Another great resource for where to look up your cannabis needs if you don't want to buy this book for free, you can go online to leafly.com. Again, that is leafly.com. If you are not 21 yet, then you shouldn't be on the site, but if you have your medical card, then go ahead, just say you're over 21. You enter the site, 
And on there, you will have a bunch of information about the different strains, about uh, the different effects, and then you can actually go through and say, I want this effect, this effect, this effect, and I don't want these adverse effects. And you can check the boxes just to pick whatever strain. It'll come up with different recommendations, and you can put your zip code in, and it should come up with cannabis products that are near you. And Honestly, you just have to try a bunch of different products just to see what really works for you because yes, you can recommend different terpenes, but everybody's everybody's body is different. And although people do recommend it, it is not for sure that anything will happen. And that's the disclaimer that everyone has to give you. We cannot promise you anything. Cannabis may help. It, keyword, may help. And it has helped before. But that does not mean that it will help you. I mean, some people who have anxiety disorder, they can't smoke at all, any strain, any type of terpene because it makes it worse for them. So just know that some people just don't work well with cannabis and that's okay. It just, you just have to try it. You just have to figure out what works for you. And always remember, start low and slow and make your way up there. If you're using it medicinally, you want to use 2.5 to about 7 milligrams. In that area, that's really where it is a medicine. If you go anywhere above that, it's because you've raised your tolerance. And actually, if you don't want to raise your tolerance, you'll stay between 2.5 and 5 milligrams. And if you stay right in that range, you're, um, you really won't raise your tolerance at all. And if you do, then you'll go just a little bit higher. But I mean, again, you can wait the 4 days to 28 days to make your tolerance go down again. If you don't want to spend that much money all the time on cannabis, if you think you're smoking too much, then just lower your tolerance and you'll be great. Just remember, when you're going into a dispensary, don't be scared to ask the bud tenders for help. Don't be scared to ask them about what you need help with because they will help you. They will get the strain that you want. If you don't want to smoke, they'll give you an edible. If you don't want an edible because it'll take two to three hours to hit you, then ask for a topical or ask for a sublingual. Topicals are more for inflammation and pain like that, but if you want something that's going to help with anxiety and stuff like that, then I would take a sublingual. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode going over the different medical benefits. And next time you tune in, we will be talking about how to actually get your medical card and what the journey was for me. So thank you so much for tuning in on another episode of Geeking Cannabis. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Stay chill.